If fear is the only thing stopping us from achieving our dreams, and we only fear what we don't understand, then the antidote to fear is knowledge. All we have to do is find out who has the knowledge that we need to conquer our fears and achieve our entrepreneurial dreams. My name is Callum Walker, and welcome to the podcast that will help you figure it out and conquer this lonely entrepreneurial journey. So, um, it's actually 9.30 right now, um, in the evening. Now, um, it looks like we're going to have another podcast episode while I'm cooking. Now, a couple of things, um, sorry, my thing came on to the low power mode, um, couple of things i'm reading a book at the moment um and it's called 10x is easier than 2x i spoke about in the last episode and um yeah basically saying like you know kind of anything that's not in your 20 percent needs to like you know and that lies in the 80 percent of stuff that you don't have time energy and effort for um needs to be delegated out now i feel a lot of shame around what i'm about to say like loads of shame um and the reason for that is that, like, I've just looked at my fridge. Bear in mind, I'm still a registered nutritionist. I still am. I believe it expires. I've got to, like, go in front of the board and present my portfolio of nutritional work um, to, to renew as a nutritionist. I think that's in, like, September. But anyway, I go into, I'm still a nutritionist here. I go into my fridge. I know life. Barrett. Barry. One thing that I do have is lots of sources. Lots of sources. And by sources, I mean like loads of like chili sauces. Because I'm very low carb anyway. Um, so I've got like any chili sauce you need, I've got it. Like we've got red uh Frank's red hot sauce. I've got sriracha. I mean, I've got soy sauce, that's not necessary. Um I've got Cholula hot sauce. I've also got Cholula hot sauce, but actually with a Chipotle twist. Um, what else have we got? Um, actually, there one in here. I've got Tabasco. I've got red Tabasco. I've got Hando sauce. I've got Ancona West Indian hot sauce. I've got Marks and Spencer's buffalo sauce. I've got another Sriracha, and I've got Sriracha mayo, and I've also got chili oil. Now, my point is, I've got all these sauces, but I've got no food. Um, and the reason for that and why this kind of like ties in, I'm going to carry on cooking with what little food I've got is time, like time and energy that I've been so consumed with like what's going on at the moment, which is like awesome. It's super exciting. Like, you know, I've got my new membership program launching soon. Um, the next level coach. Um, and I just haven't, I've just haven't had time to be able to go to the supermarket fully. And I find like what I end up doing is luckily I've got a little Tesco express down the road. Um, but I'll just like nip in and out and like, um, and pick up my food as and when. Now the problem with that is that like, well, first of all, they only have fat free yogurt, which is crap. But then secondly, like, you know, the, the choices are, they're pretty, pretty rubbish there. And then it's, it's like their prices are much higher. So that kind of sucks. Now, my point with where I'm getting at is that it's got so sad that I've just taken on a new assistant. Her name's Lily. And, um, you know, I'm super excited to have her on. But part of her task has been to do my online food shopping. Like, it's got that bad that I haven't got the time and energy to do my own shopping anymore. 
But now that might seem a little bit silly, but actually I'm like, oh, okay, once a week, I need to go to the supermarket. Um, that's only 15 minutes there, 15 minutes back and probably about 40 minutes in there. It's an hour and a half. Now I've just finished today at like half nine, like half nine, I finished up. I'm not in the supermarket now, like no chance. So, so actually I've told her, here's my weekly shopping list. Can you order it for me? So yeah. I'm really excited for the delegation. I've also said, as you all know, I'm quite um, particular with my routine. Um, and look at that for knife skills. That is how you chop shoffy saw. Um, so yeah, so you come back to it anyway. Um, I'm very particular with my routines and, um, and the specific things that I need to have in order to like function. Coffee being one of them, I go through a lot of coffee, but caffeinated and decaf, my ketone ester, my hydro tabs, all that sort of stuff. And um, so yeah, I've given her a list of my essentials that need to come on a, a subscription basis almost. So yeah, I'm excited to have in my life all stocked up and delegated out. Excellent. But the problem is I'm left with like student food. So I've got to somehow whip up a dish of like onions, peppers, some chorizo, probably some cheese and make it a bit jazzy. It'll happen. Anyway, what's the point of what I was trying to talk about? Um, well, yeah, considering it's like, um, what do we get in some oil? Uh, considering it's like half nine, 20 to 10, why am I all like upbeat and super excited? Uh, and why am I excited to go to do a podcast? Well, to what's happened, I've, um, I've gone back onto the ketogenic diet. Like I've always, I'm always very low carb anyway, but I've been a bit out of ketosis recently. Uh, because I've just been enjoying life. I've heard I say, I've been off the wagon. Like, you would laugh at what my version of off the wagon actually is. I'm talking about having one carb meal per day. And the occasional little treat here and there. Um, but, like, what I find is... My level of focus being ketogenic is just... So high. It says while yawning. Like, so high. Like, I look at my... My ability to think, my ability to perform, my ability to be creative. It's almost like when you fully get into a ketogenic state and combine that with a ketone ester, which puts like higher levels of ketones into you. It's like this fog is just lifted from your brain. And I felt that fog for the last six weeks. Uh, I also haven't been able to exercise as much as I would have liked to because you know, I had a head injury. Um, I've been on holiday, I've been ill. Um, so that's definitely going to come into it, but, but anyway, one of the problems is that when you go ketogenic, especially when you kind of get back into a ketogenic state in the early stages, and I'm praying it doesn't happen tonight. I really am. Um, you can get a bit of ketogenic insomnia where you're just like, now part of the reason why I'm doing a podcast at quarter 10 at night, I'm feeling that surge of energy. So I know that like, which is good, you know, I'm, I know I'm in a ketogenic state, I'm producing ketones, but that bit of excess adrenaline, that excess human growth hormone, it's, it's pumping. So yeah, so, um, I'm super excited to get back into a ketogenic state anyway. I'll do it for a few weeks, probably about three weeks. Um, I'm going to Wales actually with my best friend on the 7th through to the night for July. He's got a beautiful home there. So I'm super excited for that. But um, 
But yeah, what did I want to talk about? Well, in all honesty, I was like, you know what? I've got all this energy. Might as well. Might as well do a podcast episode while I'm at it. Um, but I guess really the key thing, um, and what I want purpose of this podcast to be anyway, is sharing my journey. Um, sharing my journey with you um, and sharing with my slides, you know, what I'm working on, uh, where I'm going. Um, because it's interesting. Um, I'll never forget, actually. Um, well, I've got two stories to kind of tell in here. Um, when I first, as you all know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Mr. Russell Brunson. I don't know what it is. I just, I just love him. I think he's excellent. Everything he does, I'm like, yeah, whatever it is. Russell does it. I'm doing it. Um, and in his book, I believe it's in Traffic Secrets. If you haven't read that book or any of his books, read it. You have to read it. Like his books are just insane. Like they make running a business just so simplified. Um, now, my point is that like he talks about in Traffic Secrets when it comes to like, you know, doing a podcast. He's like, you might suck to begin with. So I'm sure that this probably suck. It does suck. But um, you get my point. But like you might suck to begin with. But um, but basically he was saying that like when you have fans who like might discover you in two, three years time, what they'll come and do is that they'll like rewatch every single of your episodes right in the start or they'll listen to it. And it's interesting and I know that to be true because I did that. <laughs> like with his podcast, I'm still in like 2019. Bearing in mind that's like four years ago. Um, but why is that? Well, I think... The thing to remember is that your client are fascinated with your journey. They're fascinated to see, well, how did you do it? What's your journey that you went on? And um, I just for a holiday, um, I went to Rhodes, beautiful island, like stunning. Um, I think I went into detail on the last episode actually about um, how bad the service was, but stunning, stunning place. And, um, and yeah, and basically um, I bought the um so marvel they has this um these books which are really really cool where effectively they're taking all of the original um spider-man comics i think it's every comic basically, but they're taking all of the original spider-man comics and then put them into like anthologies so like volumes so you can actually buy the book of comic book episode number one from 1962 to episode number 10, um, so comic number 10, which was in mid-1963. So basically, I bought on my iPad uh, the first 10 comics of Spider-Man, which, like, I mean, for me, you know, it's, like, amazing. Yeah, that is, like... Um, so, yeah, so, uh, so while I was on holiday, I actually went through 33... Is that a tree? Yeah, 33 Spider-Man comics. No, it's not 33, that's the last 20. That's it, yeah. I'm on volume straight at the moment. Um, but what was the thing that interested me the most? Um, was they had a section right at the start as to how they created Spider-Man. How did Spider-Man come about? And that was really fascinating because I was so interested and obsessed with, well, how did they come up with this? And what was their process? I mean, I think maybe it's because... Um, you know, technically these guys are like creators and you look at us as like entrepreneurs, we're, we're creatives. We're like, we're taking something from here and taking it out of here into its physical form. 
So they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're doing that same process. They're taking the idea of this, like, to whatever legged teenager who is amazing and put them into action. Um, so yeah, so I, I was interested in their creative process. Um, I've got to be careful because I've been spending a lot of time with Americans and I very nearly said their creative process. Um, I said shopping mall the other day. Oh, terrible. Um, but I was really fascinated with that journey. And, um, and my point where I'm getting at with this is like, again, I kind of look at like what the purpose of this is. I want to share my journey with you because I want you to be able to kind of relate. So like, you know, I remember um, there was a section where Stan Lee, the guy who was like the primary script writer, is the most famous guy out of like the Marvel comics uh, when it comes to like the producers. He was like, yeah, I'd get an idea at like three in the morning. And I'm like, I'd get that. So, so that kind of gives me a little bit of hope because I'm a bit like, ah, so if that was happening to him and he was able to create quite possibly the biggest fan club ever, like, and that was his process, I'm on the right path. So I guess we aren't always searching for external validation and maybe especially like as like entrepreneurs or self-employed, whatever you call yourself, um, because we are on our own and we are always searching for that external validation because we can be alone with our thoughts. Um, and that's why I found it so interesting to, to find out, right, what was their creative process? What can I relate to? And, you know, are there things that I'm doing that, um, that, that they did? Uh, so, yeah. So, um, so really, if I kind of look at what I'm working on at the moment, um, I've got a brand new membership, um, and I'm keep I'm I'm making sure that I'm running through my head. It's a membership, not a coaching program. Membership, not a coaching program, because um, garlic clothes. Right, really simple thing with garlic clothes, by the way. Okay, so you got a garlic clothes. Yeah, what most people do, they'll fiddle around with it. Don't bother. Okay, get your knife. Okay, on here, this sort of point, and literally just press it down. Press it down and then peel, peel off. So easy. Little garlic clove, boom. Super simple. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of wrestling my inner fixer, fixer, fixer. Because actually what we're doing is we're like, you know, we've got to scale this program. The Next Level Coach was amazing. I had a six-week course recently. I loved every minute of it. Um, the guys received a ton of value as well. Uh, that made me very happy, um, and I really enjoyed doing it. Um, and what we need to do is basically scale that. And the way to scale that is, um, I can't have one-to-one stuff in there, and I can't be WhatsApping members on it. So I can keep that in my elite group. That's great um, because I love that. I do enjoy that. I love having that proper conversation and that that one-to-one um, application to my clients. Um, but yeah, so I'm currently wrestling. It's a membership site, not a coaching program. Um, but my point is that like, it's really, really exciting because it's got me to actually, um, switch up my mentality a bit around actually what I'm trying to do is not necessarily create clients, but create fans. And I actually think that that's really great for me 
not because I want to have fans, but more from the perspective of like, I'm a huge fan. Like I'm a massive superhero fan and almost like see from right. Okay. What is it that, what is it that I connect with? Like, what do I connect with that causes me to be a fan? Why am I such a fan of Spider-Man? And, and it was interesting because what I was doing while I was away, um, you know, I was reading my comics, but as my partner will always say, it's like, oh, you can never like read or see something or take a photo without relaying it back to your business. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've tried not to, but even when I'm reading Spider-Man, I'm like, ah, oh, this applies to my business. It used to drive her nuts to start, but she's just got used to understanding that I'm, I'm cuckoos. Unfortunately, I'm just obsessed with this whole thing. Um, but yeah, anyway, my quote is that what I was doing was I was reading, um, reading all of the comics, the original comics. But if you look at, sorry, I just put the sink on, that was a bit so loud, really tight. Um, I was reading the original comics, and if you look at like Marvel, yeah, they are literally, along with the full plus, like Round the Red, Mighty Nice, said, like the biggest fan bases in the world. They have literally like the biggest fan bases. So what I was actually really interested, yeah, okay, I was really interested in, first of all, um, how Spider-Man was created, what was their creative process. Um, I was also really interested in the Spider-Man story itself. But then also, what I found really interesting was at the end of each comic, they would have like a way of interacting with their readers whether it was like a giveaway, whether it was like a letter from Spider-Man, um, whether it was like this one thing as well, which was really, really interesting. And this is actually a Cats in America comic, which was, um, which was censored around, uh, they had a little like ad page, which was pay 10 cents to this address and you'll receive a badge which is a badge saying that you're part of Captain America's soldier of liberty or whatever. It kind of got me thinking again as to like what your, look, I'm calling it a membership, but like what your coaching program needs to really be, it needs to be a place. It needs to be something that they want to feel part of. And just buying that badge makes them feel like I'm part of something. Like, you know, a, a poster about Spider-Man. It's like, I've got that on my ward. It's like, I'm in that club. And I look at, like, what Russell Brunson's done with me. He's got me hung, hook, line, and sinking. Like, this guy has literally got me, like, yeah, have my money, Russell. Um, but it's like, right, here's your T-shirt. Here's the little, like, you know, letter from me explaining this. is this you're one of us. You're part of the club. You're a funnel hacker. Does that make sense? So almost being like, you know, you're part of Cats in America's tribe. Um, so really, really got me thinking about like, right, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to study because I'm a big believer. You want to go and do something, find someone who's already done what you want to do and study what they did and apply it to your situation. And I'm like, right, okay. Oh, I've got to build a fan base now. I've got to build a fan base. What have they done? Well, first of all, if you look at, again, and I was reading about this a lot, um, but if I look at, like, the Gino Lucas and the other guy, um, I speak a lot around why I connect the Spider-Man so much. He's relatable. I love Spider-Man because he's relatable. He's like, pardon my French, he's a fuck-up. Like, he literally, you know, he's a young teenager who is trying his best to cut his unbelievable get, 
girls are turning him down at front and center. He's constantly finding himself in a mess and just like overwhelmed, causing so many problems for himself. I'm like, that is literally like me. Um, so, so yeah, so like, so, so they almost like, what do they do? Well, they create very, very, and Russell Brunson calls these attractive characters, but more not necessarily attractive characters, but like relatable characters. You look at the majority of people like in, in Marvel who are superheroes, they've all got their own vulnerabilities. They've got their weaknesses and that's what people connect with. So like with you, you know, the way that you portray yourself to your clients, the way that you portray yourself on social media, don't have to be this like prim and proper whiter than white individual. Like, I don't like Superman. I don't like Superman because he's too perfect. I can't connect with perfection because I just mess up all of the time. I'm just trying my best. So I want to relate to someone who's also messing up all the time, just trying their best, but still achieving success. Um, and I want to be part of that that following. So, um, so yeah, so I'm going on a bit of a journey right now of like really trying to understand specifically, right, what is it that these, um, you know, these people have done to create an amazing following? Um, and I'm not on about social media following, I'm on about a proper following. Like a proper following of real fans who really buy into you. Um, so yeah, so I'm doing that at the moment, which is really cool. Um, I really, really enjoyed this. And this is... I don't want to say I don't know what it is, because I think I do. I don't know what it is. But it, this, this thing has just got me... I've never been this excited for my work. I've never been this driven before. Like, I'm so driven right now, but driven in a way that I'm not forcing myself to be driven. It's just autonomous, and it's a bit, um, being a bit scary, because, you know, putting so much work into it. Like, I'm going to be vulnerable here. Like, so much work into it. I've put a lot of money into it. Like, it's a big gamble. And I'm like, oh, I hope this fucking pays off. But truthfully, I'm not coming from a place where I hope it come, pays off because for some reason, I just I just have this faith in my ability to execute it. I have my faith that it will work and it just feels right. This whole thing just feels right. Um, and I think just one thing I want to leave you on, which I think that that's a really important lesson for you to to really take on, which is, if you want to have success with this whole game, you have to have an unbelievable amount of faith in yourself, in your talent, your ability, and your vision. Um, and I do. I really, really do. I'm like, I just know this is going to work. Yeah, I doubt myself, but I don't let it stop me. I have these doubts, and I'm getting better and better and better at ignoring them. Going, you know what? Fuck the doubts because I have proved to myself too many times. I've proved too many times I can do it. So I think if there's one thing that I'd really like to end on, it's like, go and back yourself, back yourself, back yourself, back yourself, believe in yourself, and make sure you're on a path that really, really excites you. And it comes down to the age old saying that the man who loves walking will go further than anyone else. Like, I love what I'm doing right now. I love it. It gets me so excited. So if you don't love what you do right now, stop doing it. I'm not saying stop doing it immediately, but what I am saying is 
think of your way out. Why don't we want to do it? What is it that you want to do? Okay. How can I actually focus on the things that I actually want to do versus the things that I should be doing? The things that I feel that I need to be doing. Or the things that I'm good at, but I don't necessarily love it. Um, so yeah. Right, I am going to finish on that. It's 10 o'clock. Um, what I've decided to do, food-wise, is I've got some onions and garlic, some red and yellow peppers, and some chorizo with some chopped tomatoes. I'm going to put some chicken stock in there, I think. Forgot some. Come on, have some chicken stock. No. We've got beef stock. I can't have beef stock in that. So it looks like... Oh, I've got a bit of veggie stock. Oh, cool. Bit of veggie stock. There we go. So, um, see, I'll put a little bit of veggie stock in there. Some herbs. Bit of cheese. That's the best that I've got. So. And then luckily, my online shopping is going to become... Uh, so anyway... I'm going to leave you with one thing, which is never forget if every single one of your clients got you just one new client, you've doubled your business. But remember, ask yourself the question, are you giving yourself? No, screw that. I knew I would eventually, I'm 15 episodes in. 16, uh, are you giving your clients a good enough reason to recommend them? If not, why not? And what can you do about it? I'm raving, guys.